0: What's up, guys? It's Lewis here from the Lemon Frog Fitness Company, and I'm back with another episode of my podcast. So, today is going to be a bit of a different episode. Today, I'm going to be talking, well, all about me. The reason I'm doing a podcast on me and how it is I got to where I am today is because for me, if I listen to someone else, I like to know who I'm listening to and why I should listen to them. So I think going over this episode and explaining who I am, how it is I got to where I am is going to help you guys know that I'm not just some random person giving out some random advice over the internet, that I've dedicated my life to what I do and yeah, this is why I give out the information it is and why you should listen to me. So I'm going to run you through my backstory and everything. Um, I've just had a massive coffee, so I'm raring to go for this podcast. And yeah, why not? Let's jump straight into it. So earlier in my life, when I was at school, I was a very undriven kid. I was probably the kid you wouldn't like to be with in class. I wasn't annoying as such, but I was that type of person who never had any school uh, pencils or pens or my book or anything and I was always constantly asking to borrow things I was a daydreamer and that's what all my teachers said about me like every school report it's like Lewis is a good kid but he just sits there and daydreams he doesn't pay any attention and it's simply because yeah I didn't really care and I didn't want to work hard I just wanted to peer about with my friends and yeah just not learn or try and educate myself in whatever capacity whatsoever. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life at that age. Um, I suppose not many people do, but I literally didn't have a clue. Uh, when it came to the end of the school, I still didn't know what to do. I didn't want to go out and work. So I started to enrol on a BTEC sport. So a BTEC is basically well sorry if I offend anyone but I'd done it and it's kind of what you do if you don't get the grades to do A levels so that's what I had to do really to stay on at school Um, and again I failed that so by the end of the first year I found out that I hadn't done a lot of the work so for the last month or two I tried really knuckling down I'd done everything my teachers told me to do and they turned around and said yeah you haven't got the grades to come back next year you're gonna have to reset the year and me and two other friends I think had the same message and I thought you know what I don't want to be doing this for another two years so I basically went back to my friends and we started doing shots middle of the day and that was the end of my school and education life really I I vowed not to go back because I didn't enjoy it after that I was still not a driven person Um, I didn't want to be a bum or anything like that, but I just didn't know what to do. And there wasn't anything that I was really that passionate about. I started training around this time, um, which was my only like real passion was going to the gym and working out. I started going to the gym because I was a very unconfident person. I was like the skinniest kid in school. My nickname was Spaghetti Arms for a start. And that was my close friends calling me that. In fact, my closest friend he uh sent me a picture of the worms off of men in black and said this looks like you and if you remember the worms they were those friendly little skinny stick insect worm things that will smith was friends with and yeah that was pretty disheartening but i took it on the chin but anyway so yeah i started going to the gym and that was the only thing that i really enjoyed in my life at the time um i was a bit of a bum for a while i'm not gonna lie like when I, yeah, I'd just be at home playing Xbox, waiting for my friends who did go back to school to get a free block or finish the day and then wait for them to come home and play Xbox or we'll come over to mine and play Xbox. And yeah, I wasn't working. So around that time, I must have been about 17. Um, and then a couple of Christmas temp jobs come up. So I applied for those. Um, I was working in Next and Tesco for a while. But again, they were just Christmas temp jobs and I wasn't even motivated or driven to work in those. I remember on my scheduled last Tesco shift, I just walked out halfway through because it was Boxing Day and I thought I'd rather be at my nan's with my whole family. So I just snuck out and left it behind there, which obviously ruined any chances of them actually keeping me on. And I think they did keep most other people on where, yeah, they didn't keep me on. But Again, I just wasn't motivated. I didn't really care to be there so after that, my mum was constantly on my case about signing up to the doll because obviously I was living at home, and she wasn't getting any money for me anymore, so she wanted me to sign up on the doll so I can give her some money for like living at home and things like that. But again, that was the last thing I wanted to do, and I refused to go and sign on um I just didn't want to be that person who was signing on basically, even though I was a bum not doing anything. I just did not want to do that. Eventually I did give in because I had to get some money somehow. So a pretty low point of my life was signing on to the doll. Uh, I remember I used to take the like back route into the um, building because I did not want to be seen walking in. I was always like petrified of someone seeing me walk in someone from school or something and seeing like that kid's doing nothing like with his life he's signing on doll already so yeah that was a pretty low point but I don't know if I should be disclaiming this but it did pay for a a nice holiday with my best mate at my granddad's which I've paid my dues now and I've paid all the money back so I don't feel bad but yeah I probably shouldn't have spent the money on going on holiday but hey ho it's done now but I wasn't someone who was like sat on the dole, not wanting to find a job. Like the last thing I wanted to do was keep walking into that building every two weeks. I I hated it. So I was applying for anything and everything. I was pro- probably applying for like 20, 30 different jobs a week. But they just kept knocking me back, really. Um, no one wanted to take me on. I don't know why I tried playing for jobs that I didn't even want just so I could do something. I'd much rather do something than nothing um so yeah I just kept applying for everything eventually whilst applying for jobs I came across a course which said a uh, free personal training course and I thought surely that's not right personal training courses is like two to three grand um I checked it out and thought what the hell might as well apply for it I didn't hear anything back for a while. So I thought it was just like a gimmick or something. So I just carried on applying for jobs and whatnot. And then, um, yeah, they got back to me and said that I could come along and do the course. So I came off the doll and um, set up to start doing my... um, What I had to do first was my fitness instructing course. So what I do is... This is probably the first time in my life I felt driven because I was so into the gym and really enjoying the gym. I remember like I could see myself doing that as a career, helping people to transform their bodies and improve their confidence like it had done for me. Before training, I was such an unconfident guy. Like I didn't want to get my legs out in public because they were like literally skin and bone. There was nothing to them. And same with my arms. I didn't want to get them out in public. The only thing I had was abs. But that was because I was so skinny. So the gym helped me build that confidence. And it even helped me build some discipline into my life. So this, yeah, was the first point where I started to become driven. Um, I don't know how old I was. I must have been around late 17s, early 18-ish at the time. Um. So what I had to do was, for four weeks, I had to attend Exeter University. Um, I was getting up at like quarter to six every morning, which going from getting up at like nine o'clock is quite a difference. And I'd have to get a bus from outside my house all the way to Exeter every day. I'd spend the entire day in Exeter learning in the classroom. And then I'd get home for about seven o'clock 8 o'clock in the evening have dinner and just take myself straight to bed cuz I was knackered from the early start from learning all day about fitness and things like that and then obviously the bus ride home and yeah it was constant like that it wasn't for a long time obviously 4 weeks but it still drained me from doing nothing to going into such an intense learning place but I loved it I was actually finding something that I really enjoyed and I was passionate about learning um that although I was knackered it didn't really feel like I was begrudgingly doing it because I loved it at the end of the day. After I passed that, so that was a four-week course to get my fitness instructing. The next thing I had to do was try and find an apprenticeship but it was quite hard to find an apprenticeship in fitness instructing and I stumbled across a job for or working it shell Carew the um garage if any of you are local that was the one on the south brent turning and i remember it was like i was turning up for the interview and i was all suited and booted up and i walked in there i was like hi i'm here for an interview and they chucked me straight on the till like they didn't ask me any questions qualifications nothing the first thing i walked in i was on the till working didn't know what i was doing But yeah, I got the job, which felt pretty good because it was my first actual stable job. I never had one before. Obviously, I had the Christmas temp jobs and things like that. But this was my first job and my first proper break. The only bad thing about it was um, it was night shifts. So I was having to work at 10 in the evening until 7, 8 in the morning, which was quite hard to do. But again... I just wanted to work, I didn't want to go back on the doll, so I was happy to take anything. Um, Whilst working there, I was living in Ivy Bridge at the time, but then having to move out of Ivy Bridge, I was then positioned in Plymouth. I was still not driving, I had no bike licence or anything like that. So I was having to live out of my mate's shed, basically. Um, it was like a converted cabin but there was no heating whatsoever and this was like winter time so it was fucking freezing. I missed out a bit actually so whilst I was working at Shell before I moved away I went down to my local leisure centre and said I've passed my fitness instructing are you offering any jobs at all like I'm looking for apprenticeship I know you haven't got anything going for fitness instructing but I'd really appreciate you taking me on as apprenticeship. And they said, yeah, okay, come back in for an interview. So I rehearsed, learned everything about the business I could, like studied them about what they're about. And I went down there and they really liked me and said, yeah, let's get you in. So I was chuffed because I got apprenticeship in what I wanted to do. And I was working the shell job as a part-time thing as well. So yeah, back to where I was. So I was living in my mate's shed for quite a long period of time because living in Plymouth but working out in Ivy Bridge and South Brent, it would have meant having to get two or three different buses. And obviously being on a night shift, imagine having to sleep in the day, get on a bus at like 6, 7 o'clock in the evening into Plymouth wait around for half an hour to try and get a bus to Ivy Bridge and then potentially another bus to South Brent. Like, there was no way I was going to be able to do it. Um, so luckily, my mate had converted a cabin at his house at the time. And so I just pitched up tent there for a long period of time. Um, so what I was doing is, on a Sunday night, I'd be working from 10 o'clock Until seven in the morning, and then repeating that on Tuesday and Wednesday, on Monday and Tuesday. Sorry. So, once I finished my shift on Wednesday morning at seven o'clock, I'd go back to my mates, sleep in a freezing cabin. I remember I'd had to sleep in my jumper, my trackies, and wear my hood up just trying to sleep. And I'd slept for like three or four hours, and then I'd go do my work at um, the leisure centre. So, I'd get home about eight, nine o'clock in the morning, sleep until 12 o'clock and then have some breakfast, lunch and then go work at the leisure centre for days, for three days back to row. So this was the time I really started to having to grind in my life, like living out of a shed for the one thing was like hard enough and then having to work six days a week, going from night shifts to day shifts and sometimes obviously back to back with hardly any sleep in between yeah it was a it was a good time of my life because I was pursuing what I wanted to do but it was also a tough time of my life because I really had to graft hard and on top of that I was having to learn my craft basically to be able to be a good fitness instructor so I'd done this for like eight nine months and I thought I cannot be doing this anymore and getting a bike uh, sorry getting a car license was going to take too long so I um, started my CBT because it was like a day course which if you don't know what a CBT is that is a license for a 125 bike Um, so yeah I just done a day course and then went and got my first mode of transport which was yeah a 125 cc bike um and i kept doing this for quite a while so i was working both jobs for a fairly long period of time i can't remember the exact time but well over a year which like i was telling someone recently they said that's probably shortened your life which is probably true <laughs> but it was well worth it um over the next few well over the next year or so i Actually, going back a bit. So my apprenticeship was meant to be six months to nine months. That's why the people took me on. But because I worked so hard in my apprenticeship and the um, things that I had to do for my course, I passed in three months, which my employers were not happy about. They were like, well, you said it's going to take six months. We budgeted to be for you six months. I was like, look, sorry, I've passed it in three months So they begrudgingly had to put my wages up then to take me out of apprenticeship and gave me some more hours. Um, So I was still working both jobs part time. I was working about 50, 55 hours a week, I'd say, um, which was quite tough, obviously going from nights to days. But again, it's just what I had to do. So after I passed the course, I sat in the job for a little bit. Obviously, that was just my um, fitness instructing course, which is level two. To become a personal trainer, you have to do your level three. And this was going to be a year long course of distant learning. After I passed my fitness instructing course, I wanted a little bit of a break because I was working so many hours and working so hard. And I kind of fell into a bit of a rut again because I didn't have to start the personal training course right away. I could start it when I wanted and I just became a bit unmotivated. Like the gym I was working at, there wasn't any real progression to be made there. And because I was working so many hours, I just didn't want to try and take on anymore. Uh, so I became a bit lazy again and just sat there with my fitness instructing. I was helping people in the gym and things like that, but I wasn't really working to any specific goal. About a year later, I thought, right, I really need to pull my finger out and start pursuing my personal training career so from here for the next year i had to do my distance learning and start on taking on my personal training which meant various different courses various learning modules and things like that and also more exams um So at this point, I started decreasing my hours at Shell and trying to focus more on my personal training. So I went from 30 hours a week at the Shell place down to 20, but keeping my hours at 20 to 25 hours at the leisure centre whilst basically trying to learn personal training. So again, this was about a year's course, but I smashed out the work as quick as I can, got my head down, knuckled down and got it passed in nine months. So then from here, I was a fully qualified personal trainer and the gym I was working at, I was hesitant to start there because everyone was telling me that I wouldn't make it as a personal trainer there because so many other PTs had tried and failed. Like I remember being there and... I'd say two or three other people tried to attempt to do personal training at a gym. And they only ever picked up one client. So I was kind of reluctant to start there. But I also wasn't looking for anywhere else because I was comfortable and secluded. Um, but then I thought, you know what, I'm going to have to do something. So I thought, let's just go for it. So you may be thinking... Why Lemon Frog? A lot of people ask me why that name? It's so impeculiar of a name. So the reason I've gone for Lemon Frog is my dad already had his salsa business. And we always talked about having our own premises, him teaching dancing and me having my gym. So I thought Why not just start with that name because I'm going to be going down there anyway. If we're going to be running a business together, then it helps to have the same name. Now, he came up with the name because he learned to do salsa in Puerto Rico. Now, Puerto Rico's national frog is something called a corky frog and it makes quite a weird noise. And when he was growing up, he loved lemon sherbets and came the name lemon frog. And I'm glad I went with this name because it's something that people don't forget. If I just went with Lewis Kennedy Personal Training, it's a very forgettable name. I mean, who's Lewis Kennedy at the end of the day? Whereas Lemon Frog is really out there and people never seem to forget it, which is good for business. So, yeah, I went with Lemon Frog and set up with um, personal training from the leisure centre At this time, I dropped my hours down to only 10 at Shell. So I was only doing one night. And then I was doing three shifts at the leisure centre and then starting my PT career. And again, I was just before starting out, there was people telling me, what are you doing? You're going to fail there. And this was people who were fitness instructors at the same gym and around the area. But I thought, I'll show you. I'm not gonna fail, I'm gonna make something. And it may not sound like a lot of hours, but considering all the other PTs that tried there only had an hour or two a week, I'd say in the first couple months, I got up to 17 to 20 hours. So yeah, I was pretty successful at becoming a PT there because everyone else had failed. They'd only got one hour, but I worked my ass off to try and get as many clients as I can help as many people as possible, and it did pay off. Whilst I was doing that, I was looking for another venue with my dad because I knew I didn't want to stay there, personal training, and I felt like I was destined to do more and create my own business and be somewhere else. So my dad was help pushing me, look for somewhere, and obviously he was looking for a premises where he could teach dancing to. And that's what we'd done. So I was working at Shell part-time, I was doing my fitness instructing, and I was working hard to do my uh, personal training and work for my clients as well. Um, and then pursuing trying to find somewhere different. And I remember when I found, when we found the premises, I was actually on holiday in Zante at the time. and My dad called me up and said, I found a premises, um, and we're going to go ahead with it. So that hit me a bit like a ton of bricks. And I got quite worried while I was on holiday because I knew as soon as I came back, I was going to have to pay out a lot of money. So I was having to basically quit doing personal training where I built up a business of all my clients in Ivy bridge, move my business to Plymouth. Um, I knew I couldn't keep on doing personal training at that premises because they wouldn't allow me to have conflicting interests and they were worried about me stealing PT from them and having it in my own place. So I was coming back to a part-time job of like 15 to 20 hours a week, getting rid of my book of clients to go and start a new PT career basically from scratch. And I was having a lot of bills over my head. So when I was working at the leisure centre, they were just taking a small cut of my personal training. So they were taking about £5 off me per hour. I was going from that, which was quite cushy, to having to spend out £800 a, pound a month to have my premises with no clients whatsoever. I only managed to be able to bring over two clients from my place in Ivybridge to Plymouth because the rest of them thought it was too far so I went from doing about 20 hours of PT down to three whilst having to try and fork out 700-800 pound a month in rent and utilities so this was a time in my life where I had to really knuckle down and work my ass off even harder than I ever had before but I was pursuing what I wanted to do, so it was worth it. The other problem with having my own premises in Plymouth was I had no leads or no prospects, essentially. So obviously, I was still working in the leisure centre and Ivy Bridge, but a lot of people weren't willing to travel out to Plymouth for PT so it was hard to build up um, clients basically and build up a relationship with people to get them to want to invest in their health and personal training so yeah it was quite difficult to try and get clients because at my gym obviously it was just people who I was training anyway so they were already buying from me and there was no one else coming into the facility that I could help educate and get them to know me and want to invest in me. So it was quite hard to build up the business to begin with simply because there was no one to talk to and advertise my services to. So that's when I realized I had to take a hold on social media and also knuckle down on my learning a lot. So social media has been a bit of a godsend for me really because that's how I get all of my clients now which if you're a personal trainer you know it's hard to build up on social media as compared to being in person like i said when i was at ivy bridge i was seeing people every day building up relationships in the gym helping them uh, giving them little tips and it was quite easy to yeah build up that relationship and then turn leads into um clients Whereas being at my own gym, there was no one to talk to, um, so I had to do everything online. So it was quite hard to build up at the start because no one knew about me, but I just had to keep pumping out information on social media each day and grow my education as much as I could. So I went from having three hours of PT in my private facility and 20 hours at the leisure centre a week, and over the first two years I was slowly transitioning those two so I was bringing down my time at the leisure centre shift by shift because obviously I didn't want to be there Um, I wanted to be in my own place building up personal training as a career so slowly over the years I was transitioning from the two and now going from just working three hours at my own place I'm now near maximal capacity which saying that now feels amazing to know that I've built that up like all these hours of hard work I've been putting in building my business from those mere three hours now to maximum capacity is amazing but it took a lot of hard work it's took a lot of education obviously to get here but it's been so worth it and I've loved every minute of it despite the hard times I've been through. And I kid you not, I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for that first time I stepped foot in the gym. The gym has changed my whole outlook on life, my whole work ethic, everything. When I stepped into that gym on the first day I ever did, I still remember the first session. Funny story, the first time I went to the gym, I trained for two hours, done my whole body, And I remember walking out of the gym aching with doms already because I'd worked myself so hard and I loved it, to be fair. But yeah, the gym has uh, made me who I am today. If I didn't take that first step in there, uh, I just wouldn't be where I am today. The gym has taught me to have such a hard work ethic, discipline and dedication. Because I was such a skinny guy and I had to build a better physique to improve my confidence. I had to, one, work my ass off. Two, be disciplined to turn up every day and train to be there. And three, pursue my knowledge and education to get where I wanted to be. So the gym has took me from that very unmotivated guy, not wanting to do anything, not wanting to pursue anything into life to be in the hard working individual and driven guy that I am today, because yeah, I had to, like I said, turn up in the gym to put in the hard work each and every day to build my physique. I had to then learn about how to build my nutrition better and how to educate myself to train more effectively and then obviously fuel my body. So it was having to, yeah, work hard, educate myself, push myself all the time and if I didn't start the gym I really don't think I would be where I am today. It's only because I had to do those things to improve my confidence that those hard work ethics and education driven spilled over into the rest of my life because well yeah now I turn up every day to work hard I always pursue to increase my knowledge, to help my clients, to help myself and to help my business. So without being in the gym, I I really don't think I would have transitioned from that bum to a hardworking individual. So I effectively have everything in my life to thank from the gym because it taught me so much taught me how to work hard and taught me how to be dedicated to what I want to achieve in my life. So this is another reason why I try and build this routine with people in their lives, with going to the gym, because it teaches you more than just going to the gym and lifting weights. It teaches you how to be driven. It teaches you how to be hardworking and it inspires you to want to learn and educate yourself more which only helps the rest of your life and falls into every other aspect into your life to become a better person not just healthier but to be more knowledgeable and to be more driven and yeah so that's where i am today with my own business helping clients educating myself as well as them Now, the path I've ended up taking on and wanting to help with my clients in is I work to help people that don't have that confidence and want more confidence because that's the reason I started the gym. Some personal trainers are strengthened conditioning trainers some are people who help athletes, some are bodybuilding trainers, some are fat loss trainers. I like to think of myself as a confidence coach. I teach people how to become more confident, how to build a physique that takes them from being unconfident in their own skin, feeling like they can't wear a bikini, can't wear certain clothes, to being able to build that confidence and yeah, want wear them clothes that they want to, feel confident on the beach and feel confident in their day-to-day life because I know how it is to be that unconfident person, to be someone who doesn't want to wear a certain piece of clothing, to not want to take their clothes off at the beach or anything like that. I've been there and I've experienced that. And it's horrible having to worry about it and think that people are judging you. So I've dedicated my training career to helping people build confidence. Along with this does come fat loss and weight loss. Comes with muscle building. But the thing I get the most joy out of is not someone saying, "Oh, I've lost this many inches, I've lost this amount of weight. It's when people tell me their confidence stories like, it really does uh, without sounding soppy like hit me in the heart and I it just overwhelms me in a way because I know that feeling and that to me means so much more than inches dropped and things it it's that having that confidence to be able to do stuff is amazing when a client tells me this is the first time I've worn a bikini in 15 years or this is the first time I wore that dress and felt confident or this is the first time I took my top off at the beach and I wasn't worried about what people think and I felt confident. That is such an amazing feeling and if it feels that amazing to me, God knows how amazing that feels to them because that's taken them from being someone who's unconfident to someone who's majorly confident and they're no longer stressed or worried about that aspect of their life which I can't explain how much helps with your mental health and helps with your happiness so if you're wondering what type of people I help and coach and what my niche is it's helping people install confidence back into their lives to feel fitter in their day-to-day life and just be a happier, yeah, more confident person. If you're ready to start being more confident in yourself and stop being unconfident, if you want to stop looking in the mirror and feeling like you don't like what you see and you feel like you can't wear certain things and you're ready to make that change, then please feel free and get in contact with me and I'll help you or tell you how I can help you achieve these things so you're looking in the mirror and you're happy of what you see you feel more confident in clothes you wear, then, yeah, please feel get, please feel free to get in touch and I'll tell you how I can help you. That's going to be a wrap for today's episode. It's a bit of a lengthy one, I know, but I hope you've enjoyed it and you've enjoyed learning about me. And, yeah, I'm going to end it there because my coffee is slowly wearing off, so I'm starting to mix up my words. But thank you so much for listening, and I really do hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'd greatly appreciate it if you could go ahead and leave me a five-star review and some little note in the comments explaining about how you felt about the, these podcasts. Because the more of you that do, the more people that will be able to see this episode and help them find the Lemon Frog Fitness podcast to help them achieve their goals. Um, so yeah if you could do that I'd massively appreciate it if you have any questions about fitness in general or training or nutrition please feel free to get in contact with me my email is lewis at lemonfrogfitness.org and you can find me on any social media page under the name lemon frog fitness But thank you guys for listening. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode and I will see you on the next episode. Have an amazing day and I'll speak to you guys again soon.